Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, are you ready for the word? All right. Well, you can open your Bibles up if you would like to follow along tonight to the book of Jude. The book of Jude is just in front of the book of Revelation, and it only has one chapter, so you'll, you'll be able to find our beginning scripture. We'll be in the book of Jude. We'll be in Second Peter as well. Uh, and then uh, we will take a, 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 you know, a, a, a few scriptures uh, from Matthew, and uh, um, we'll also go to Genesis uh, tonight, because we're going to continue on our series, Angels on Assignment. And tonight, part five, is Judgment Day. Wow. Judgment Day. Angels on Assignment, Judgment Day. You know, there is a coming Judgment Day. God knows Judgment Day. He knows the day. He knows the hour. He knows the moment. He knows the second. Whenever the great Judgment Day will come. And how in the world does it figure in angels on assignment? How do they figure into Judgment Day? Well, they do. They really do. And tonight, perhaps you will find out a couple of things that you may not have considered before, especially when it comes to angels. Since we have been talking about angels on assignment, and I imagined I would only preach one message on that, and we are in you know, the fifth part in this series, ongoing series, because the Bible has so much to say about angels, and we may as well, while we're on the subject, go ahead and, and uh, you know, uh, delve into some of the different aspects concerning angels. You know, angels are among us. They are around us. The Bible says that we entertain angels angels unaware. There are times and, and, and seasons in our life that God sends special messengers to protect us and to deliver us from our enemies. God delivers his children with angelic assistance, uh, whether it's delivering us from a problem that we might be facing here on earth or whether it is delivering us from this earth into our heavenly abode. God has angels on assignment to escort us through this life and into the safety and security of our heavenly home. God has plenty of angels, and they are all around us. But also there are fallen angels. There are angels that are bent on doing evil who have wickedness in their heart, and uh, for some reason they imagine that they are going to win. Isn't that interesting? I mean, why else would anyone, any created being who is standing in the presence of God why would they rebel against God and leave him in a rebellion led by Satan, who was at one time an anointed cherubim? He was one of the head guys, and he convinced one-third of the heavenly host, as we best understand, one-third of the angelic host to rebel against God and to try a takeover, which they are still attempting today. They are, have not stopped on their adventure to take over God, to be, for Satan to become like God and for him to be the supreme. He still imagines he's going to win. 
You know, he's, he's still imagining that somehow, some way, that he's going to pull this off. Of course, we know he's not. But there is a battle going on. He has not stopped, quit, laid down. He's not decided that, you know, that, that the fight is not something that he wants to engage in. And his hordes of demons, principalities, and, and wicked, evil spirits are still doing their best to destroy the plan of God. And destroy the family of God. The good news is, is that the devil cannot do anything unless he can find one person, at least one person, to work with him. You know, uh, and many people imagine angels to only appear for a moment and then they're gone. Okay? But uh, I found nowhere, as I was searching the Word of God for, for tonight's message, I found nowhere that says that angels uh, you know, can only be around us for 10 minutes or 5 minutes or 3 minutes or 10 seconds or, or 10 years. You know, when we entertain angels unaware, I do not know how long. You know, you may think you know someone. They may be an angel on assignment that's hanging around a whole lot longer than you imagine an angel, angel might hang around. But there are jobs to do in the earth that only angels can accomplish. There are people to reach. There are things that God orchestrates for his timing, for his prophetic deliverance of, of his plan, for things to work as he has scheduled, that he has sent angels on assignment. All throughout the word of God, we see angels interacting with, with, uh, with um, chosen of God or standing in the way of the enemies of God to deliver God's children and to destroy the enemies of God. Uh, so in this part five on Judgment Day, beginning in the book of Jude, uh, let's, let's read uh, verse 6, okay, in the book of Jude. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Wow. There is a great day coming. <laughs> a great day. There is a marvelous, there is a very important, a very big event, a very great day coming, and it is a day of judgment that is coming. And do you know that there are angels right now who are, are being held in chains? There are angels who rebelled against God. There are angels who determined to do wickedness and, and to do their best to put down God and destroy his plan that he has chained up. Angels who are chained under darkness awaiting judgment day. God is waiting for the final eternal judgment that he's going to deliver to these rebellious angels. Proper domain for, for the angels who did not keep their proper domain. The King James says their first estate. What this literally means is their primary place. They did not stay in their place. They didn't walk in their lane. They didn't keep their estate. They did not uh, um, walk in the original order. They did not stay in the proper place that God put them. But they left their proper place. They left their proper domain. They left their first estate. They departed out of the original order of God. God has an order to things. 
When God creates something, whether it is a universe or whether it's a human being or if it's some plant, there is an order to it. And when it gets out of order, bad things happen, difficult things happen because it gets out of order. And there are angels who got out of order, who moved themselves out of God's order. Now, we know no human would do that. Hello? Everyone would stay in their original order, in their proper place, in the place that God put them, in their first estate, in their proper domain. No, that's... But angels also had that, at some point, had that same opportunity. They didn't keep their proper domain, but they left their own abode, is what it says. They, they, they left their residence. They left their habitation where God gave, what God gave them to inhabit, what the, the, their, their home, the world that God gave to angels... Some of them left their original order, left their, their, their primary place, left their first estate, left their proper domain. They left their residence. They, they left their habitation. They left their home. They left their world that God had for them. And those who left their original order. Now, I'm just reading the book here, okay? I'm not making this up. And I'm not ad-libbing and I'm not adding to it. I'm just telling you that there are a whole lot of things the Bible has to say about angels that we may not be as familiar with as perhaps the apostles, uh, the, the writers inspired by the Holy Ghost to tell us these things. There are angels awaiting judgment, chained in darkness right now, being held in reserve, awaiting judgment day because they left their original order and the world that God gave them and got outside of it. They got out of, outside of what God created them for and, what, and where God created them for. That's what it says. We can confirm this in the mouth of two or three witnesses. In 2 Peter, the second chapter, in verse 4, the apostle Peter writes it like this. For God did not spare the angels who sinned. Hold on a second. If you have never read this before and just simply looked at it, do you mean angels sin? Angels have the ability to sin? I didn't write this. This is written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the apostle Peter. To cause us to understand that, that God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness. That's what we just read. They're being held in chains in darkness. To be reserved for judgment. They're waiting on judgment day. God has angels who left their original order who got outside of the domain that God relegated them and created them for and gave them something to do, they moved themselves out of the place that God told them to stay. They disobeyed God. They rebelled. And God put them in chains, in darkness, awaiting a judgment day. Wow. Angels who sinned. Yeah, angels have the capacity to sin. 
That's kind of freaky, isn't it? Does that kind of scare you? Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll keep reading, okay? Because, you know, and, and, and those angels that sin will one day face judgment. Now, you know, some of you are looking at me, you know, uh, I, I can see you there at home looking at me as though that you never, I didn't make this up. I didn't just now write this before I got here. And I'm not trying to prove a point. I am simply sharing scripture tonight. To understand that, you know, uh, I mean, we have read about the fall of Satan. You know, uh, Jesus said in Luke, the 10th chapter, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Pow! Amazing, huh? And Ezekiel 28 tells us that iniquity was found in him. He was created perfect. Just like Adam and Eve. And then iniquity was found in him. Timothy talks about being lifted up with pride and falling into the condemnation of the devil. Pride, we know that Isaiah talks about the prideful arrogance of this rebellious devil. Angels who have sinned, wow. You know, perhaps the angels who sinned and those being held in chains today awaiting the judgment, perhaps these angels who are right now locked up in a dark prison uh, and those who did not keep their original order, their first estate, but left their proper domain, those who, who would not stay in their own place, in their own home, in their own world, and do what God had ordered them to do, perhaps those, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, perhaps those could be the, some of the original part of those that we see in the Word of God called the sons of God. Uh, we see that group mentioned in the book of Job. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Job chapter 2, verse 1. Job chapter 38, verse 7. We see, you know, uh, uh, some group of people, not men, not the sons of Adam, but the sons of God gathered together. And, and that's also what we see in Genesis chapter 6. A very brief reference, perhaps, to to angels who may have left their first abode. You know, uh, it's hard because it's a very difficult passage to read anything into because there are only so few details. And many scholars through the ages have had different opinions about who they are. Some imagining that these sons of God uh, uh, who, who, who were spoken of in Genesis 6 might be, you know, the, the, the fallen, fallen line of Cain. Uh, but that's, you know, th- those, those are still sons of Adam. They are still sons of men. Some imagine, as, as do I, that, that God only speaks about this very briefly and even very obscurely because uh, there's, there's, uh, um, the detail is just absent because that's not our focus. But, you know, uh, they are certainly of, 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 there is certainly a rank and an order in heaven. We don't know all the ranks, but we do know that there are principalities and powers and mights and dominions and spiritual wickedness and heavenly places, and there are demons and devils. And, you know, uh, you know we, we don't know the rank and order, but certainly uh, God introduces us to angelic ranks 
cherubim and seraphim and uh, you know and uh, you know uh, we we see that there are different ranks and orders of creation. Uh, I don't see um, what happened in Genesis six to have just been relegated between man and man. If you look at Genesis chapter six, it's a troubling passage, especially due to the the uh, brief account with very few accompanying details. However, when we read it in light of the whole Bible, as we must, because the Bible only tells one story, and you cannot read Genesis chapter 6 without also trying to make reference somewhere in the, in, in the New Testament. And there are so many references, two of which we just read, about angels chained in darkness. Why would God chain an angel? Why would God not allow some angels... He would allow some not to be chained. We know some aren't. We, we know some fallen angels are not yet chained, and some are. Of course, everything God does has to figure into the redemptive plan. Everything God uh, it reveals about Himself is, 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 is a revelation of redemption, a revelation of protection, a revelation of God wanting to make sure that 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 that. You know, even the very elect are not deceived and not taken off route, and that, that, that the world, the earth is preserved, and that the church, you know, stands strong in the earth, and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ goes forth. And, and, and so, evidently, there are some very formidable angels. We know that the book of Revelation talks about some that will be released in the last day in the great tribulation, that, 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 that uh, the, the, what they will bring to the earth is unimaginable horrors. Thank God that there are some yet chained up that have not been released, not been loosed. Hello? <laughs> I mean, this is not fairy tale. This is not sci-fi. This is reality. The one story that God is telling, uh, you know, it, it is told throughout the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. So let's read the Genesis account before we continue um, discussing angels on assignment and the coming judgment day that all creation will face. In Genesis chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 1, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Sons of God. You know what that means in the Hebrew? Sons of God. Exactly, word for word. Okay? And, and you find that, again, in Job, you know, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 38, same reference. Okay? It's, uh, it's, it's not talking about God conferring with a group of humans, okay? That the sons of God saw the daughters of men. You know what that daughters of men means? Daughters of men. And they were beautiful. And they, talking about the sons of God, took wives for themselves of all whom they chose, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever. Man is not going to be, listen, this is not going to go on forever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let people live forever. I'm not going to let humans become gods. 
even those who cohabitate with sons of God. They will not live forever. I'm going to limit their lifespan to 120 years for the, uh, for the limit. This is, you know, men aren't going to live forever, even if, even if they are a, a product of, of God and sons of God and man, daughters of men. Verse 4, there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Wow. Sounds a little mythological, doesn't it? Sounds a little, you know. But the Bible doesn't go into all of the possibilities. God has decided not to give us all of the details. But this is one of the reasons for years that a lot of other people's beliefs and a lot of other people that, that, that have you know, told magnificent stories just don't seem to bother me. I can find it right here in the Word of God. But he stopped it. Verse 5, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now this is connected to the passage we are reading concerning these who were perhaps the descendants of these angels who are chained, who left their their original intent, left their own abode, left their own habitation, got out of order, went out of the world that God created them for, who left their own estate, their first estate, their original order, their proper domain. Verse 6, And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Wow. You know, this would not be the last time that we would see grief in the heart of God. You can read about it in Mark chapter 3, when Jesus saw this man with a withered hand, and it was on a Sabbath day, and, and, and Jesus asked the question of the Pharisees, you know, is it, I mean, should, should we heal or not heal? And, and, and they wouldn't answer him because of the hardness of their heart. And the Bible says that Jesus was grieved. He was grieved with mankind. He was grieved with a heart that was, that was not understanding the plan, the purpose, the will, the hope of God. I believe there's sufficient reason to consider that the angels who sinned, as the Bible says, that the angels who sinned and who left their first estate uh, are among these here, chained because of their capacity to go outside because of their pure rebellion against the order of God who are still facing eternal judgment in the last days. I believe the Bible teaches that some of these wicked and depraved angels who are capable of great destruction and unimaginable evils against humanity, that some of them will be released at some point after the church has been raptured. And yes, I believe in the rapture. I'm praying for the rapture. You should believe in it too. I'm told there's power in believing. 
Okay? <laughs> Come on, Lord Jesus. Some perhaps will be locked up, you know, until the great judgment. Some perhaps will be released uh, um, and uh, bring great tribulation. The apostle Paul, who was called up into the third heaven, which is where the throne of God sits and which is uh, where, uh, where eternity awaits the unfolding plan of God. Uh, the, the apostle Paul said that he saw some things that he could not speak of right now, things that were unlawful, things that, 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 that God did not yet want revealed. But he did say a few things that kind of you know, seem almost unimaginable to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul says, Do you not know that we shall judge angels? Wow. Somehow, in this great judgment day, the judgment that God pronounces against these angels, we somehow will identify that with that. We somehow will support that. We somehow will say yes and amen to that. And that will also be a part of our uh, judgment of the angels. You mean you'll judge angels? Yes. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Well, if you are set in eternity to be a part of the great witness, to be a part of the great jury, to be a part of the great judgment, if you are set for that, how much more should you not be able to judge the things that pertain to this life? How much more should we not be able to recognize the will of God now if in the future we are going to recognize and agree with that these angels should be locked up and thrown into this great lake of fire? How much more should we not realize today and the things that pertain to this life? Jesus gave us some clear insight on the matter. In, in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says, Then he will, say, uh, he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire. The everlasting fire, listen, prepared for the devil and his angels. Do you know that the everlasting fire, the everlasting lake of fire was created for the devil and the devil's angels? That's why hell even exists. Because it was created way before, evidently way before man was created. It was created as an eternal holding place for the devil and his angels. Yeah. Hell was originally prepared to hold rebellious angels and to keep them from hindering God's eternal plan. You know, you can read about it uh, as well in, 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 you know, uh, uh, in Isaiah. In Isaiah, the fifth chapter in verse 14, uh, Isaiah, the prophet says, hell hath enlarged herself. Wow. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But somewhere along the way, God had to make it bigger. Why? To hold the souls of men who followed the same course and left what God intended for them to do. And sinned. It was revealed to the Apostle John that at the coming judgment day, Revelation 20, verse 10, the devil who deceived mankind 
was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Wow. It was created for him. Revelation 20 verse 14. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Death and hell were cast in. Hell was not created with you in mind. Hell was created with the devil in mind and with rebellious angels in mind. For the devil and his angels, hell was never created for the souls of men. But when angels sinned, God could not allow that rebellion to continue to bring destruction to his creation, destruction to his eternal plan. Before the foundation of the world, God had created a place to hold rebellious angels, those who had potential to leave their first estate, their proper domain, and to absolutely grieve his heart that he ever made mankind, who followed the deception of these wicked angels. The Bible is not a new book with new ideas or new concepts or new considerations. The Bible is a very clear narrative that gives us the plan of mankind, the plan of God for mankind from creation. God's plan, the one story that he's telling which is unfolding before our eyes, is a story of God dealing with wickedness, sin, and rebellion. I do not know when or if there was a time when rebellious, sinful angels could have repented. I do not know. God does not make us privileged to that information. I do believe, however, that time is over. If there was a time, that time is over. I don't know that there was. I don't imagine there was. I have no idea, though, what God has done with all the time before time. But I do know this. I do know there is still yet time for man to repent. For you to have your sin dealt with so that you do not end up in hell, a hell that was prepared for the devil and his angels, a hell that hath enlarged herself to incorporate the souls, rebellious souls of men who refuse to submit to God's order of creation. Some angels are ministering spirits sent forth to protect, to deliver us, to direct us in our life, while others are evil angels hoping to deceive us, imagining that they might yet pull it off and win against God. I'm betting on God. Everything I have. I'm betting that the one story he tells is the truth. What are you doing? I believe that angels have already made their choice. 
Have you made yours? While there is yet time. You need to stop living a life of rebellion. You were created by God with purpose. For a reason. It should be a sobering thought. But while there is yet time to repent of your sin and be saved by the blood of Jesus, consider, consider your proper domain. Amen. 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 You can be saved tonight. You can be forgiven. You can be made brand new, become a child of God by simply inviting Jesus into your heart. Why? In your wildest imagination, would you want to spend eternity in hell with such destructive beings? Give your life to Jesus. Do it now. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.